Okay, but once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. I will be your father. You love Valenti. Like, remember you were swagger jacking some of his, his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUT's after further review. We're back here on 88.3 WXUT's after further review. Frank Vashner gave us his state of the state. Now, David's going to let us know. This is one of the best women and men's Toledo teams collectively I mean both won the MAC regular season so far at the recording of the show the women are in the championship game just about to find out who they're going to play and the men play later on in a semifinal later on so it could I, I think I would say in the existence of Emmy uh, main event slash after further review these are probably two of the best combined teams to do it. it, it it's exciting I, I, hopefully WHT sports team gets to broadcast two championship games but you know in our era basically when we were students it was one or the other I mean the men's teams were, were, were got awful when we first started and the women were winning and then when the men started winning when the men started winning um, the women kind of had a little bit of a dip luckily for me I was able to at least call one championship game and the Rockets won that back in 2017 over Northern Illinois but here's an opportunity for the men and women to win the championship. Both had players of the year, Ray J. Dennis and Gwanisha Lockett, and coaches of the year in Coach Cullop and Coach Kowalczyk. And what we're going to do here is we're going to have to basically give them their flowers here as congratulations to all of them. And David, you're going to discuss your thoughts. Yeah, and I would agree kind of with the Rockets kind of being here championship weekend and on the precipice of both going dancing. First time any either of these teams went since the Rockets, like you said, in 2016, 2017, went dancing. And for for me, combined women and men, I think this is probably the, the best team. Now, I can look at even say last year with both teams winning and kind of getting to postseason tournaments, obviously the women going a little bit further with the WNIT into the fourth round and then the Rockets kind of men doing what we usually do, kind of getting knocked out earlier than IT. But yeah, I, I think this combined, I think this year's two teams are even better than both teams last year. Just kind of thinking about scope, not thinking about the wars and accolades, but just it seems like the upside for both of these teams, like I can easily see the women going into the second weekend of the NCAA Women's Tournament, you know, barring playing, you know, like South Carolina in like the eight, you know, in the one eight matchup or something like that, like something crazy where we're going up against a juggernaut. Like I can see the women getting there just like I can see we talked about the NCAA tournament, you know, more recently, kind of with it being an open bag, you know, get, you know, like Frank said, get a good matchup. Anything can happen with the men. Like 
it could be one of those upsets if you know we end up as one of the teens. That's true. Um, so yeah, just kind of yeah, in our show's history. And the the only year and kind of as I was thinking about this that I could put up against it is the year that we won the WNIT back in 2011, just because like that was a trophy, you know, beating USC conference attendance and a team Nama and Dola, you know, you know, all of those women. Like I feel like just because that season we ended with gold is the only season that I can say is the best in this era. Also because, you know, being on the call for a lot of that WNIT run and just kind of witnessing the win, that culmination. Which one? Yeah. You were on the call for a WNIT win. For, for the WNIT championship. You guys did broadcasting then? Yeah, because I, I was doing solo calls for a couple of those games in the tournament. Yeah. I, I know I didn't do the final against USC. Oh, you did? Who was the, who was the sports director then? Uh, I don't know. That was, yeah, 2011. Yeah. 2010, 2011, yeah. Oh, I... Because I, I know I did some games. Oh, you did? Are you sure? I know you did a few games when, while I was here, but are you sure you did it in 20, 2011? Because I don't think there was a sports department. Yeah, because I have the... um. I have the MP3 files. Oh, you do. Hard drive. Oh, okay. So yeah. you did. You did. You didn't do the championship game, but you did a couple games. Yeah, I did a couple games in the WNIT. No, oh, just by yourself. I I have the I have the audio file. Oh, okay. it, it was a rough time. It was a lot west back then. Oh, I was about to say, as I don't remember. I remember when I started started because I actually I was trying to remember my first year here. I wasn't the sports director. It was. Um, Chad Zoo and we did some football games and we really didn't do Rocket Women's basketball games. I remember that. And, and I know I did baseball. Right. Like that nature. Ah, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Because I had graduated. Wait a minute, I'm trying to think. Because I took over in 11, 12. Yes. So yeah, you're right. No, it was, it was just Chad Zuber. And then I took over the next year when I came back and re-enrolled in the school. Okay. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. That was just a wild, wild time. But yeah, that's the only, just because even though, the, you know, the men were the, the women winning that WNIT championship kind of bumps that up because postseason goal, the only trophy in recent memory. But I would say though, not you, but, but you're saying combined though, right? Both men and women yeah. being good. The years that we've done it, you know, basically, it was one or the other. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, I put a, I'm putting a lot of weight towards that championship because that was also Coach Kowalczyk's first year here, the 2010-2011 season, and he was went four and twenty eight. Yeah, he only won so four like, games. I'm, yeah, it was pretty bad. Like, yeah, and then the next year. CIT when you know we lost to Bobby Moe in the second round of the CIT, mm-hmm. which again I was also on the call for that. No, I remember um, that. I remember that. Yeah, that was well. Juice. When did Juice come? I could have swore Juice came in eleven. Yes, because Juice came. Yeah, because he had to sit out because he came over with Green Bay. No, he didn't. Ju- because... Ju- Ju- Juice Brown did oh. not come over. No, no, I'm thinking Ryan, Ryan Pearson right. did. Yeah, Juice Brown was a true because he got freshman of the year. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, and he he was there my first year as the sports director. So he was 11 and 12. So, yeah, 11-12 season. And, and then I remember that's when we do all those games that, that year. Yeah, that was, that was one of those years. And then the next year they were on probation and ended up winning the Mac West but didn't couldn't qualify for the tournament. Yeah, it was it was a weird time. Yeah, that that APRs. Yeah. The... Yep. And then, um, a couple years later, in 2014, they actually got to the championship game, lost to Western Michigan. Now Toledo got to the their bugaboo was Eastern Michigan, and in one year they lost to Central Michigan. Um, that that was crazy too. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of yeah. Those some of those teams that kind of the what could have been, kind of in terms of postseason success, just kind yeah, of well, Crystal Bradford. Yeah, they were, yeah, they would lose in the semifinal because then remember, back then you got the double buy, and a lot of the teams that got the double buy didn't do good. They always looked flat. And yeah, back then, ever-ending yeah. rust versus rust conversation that we had, mm-hmm. and then back then also. Uh, all the teams got to play, but the top four seeds the, the, got the bye. The three and the four got the bye to the quarters. The one and the two got the bye to the semis. And then five through 12 played each other, and five through eight got home court advantage. Yeah, those re- yeah, that, yeah, that was a crazy time. Regional sites, and you have to win. Well, no, they weren't regional sites. They were not, campus sites. Yeah, They're on campus oh, sites. Yeah, campus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a crazy time. But, yeah, just kind of because, yeah, put so much weight on that WNFT championship. Other than that year, I think these past two seasons, Rockets, men and women basketball have just been, yeah, this, this is an era that for fans, students getting to see – like th- this is a magical era. I don't know if, um, I don't. I don't know if outside of kind of championship, like some kind of postseason trophy, they'll go down in lore the same way that eleven team um, did. But yeah, th- this is a magical group on both sides. It is, and it is fun to watch them. Like I said, it was fun to watch the uh, earlier semifinal game. Rockets pulled it out. Hopefully the men can pull it out. You know, they haven't won a championship since 1980, which my dad says there was some good ballers on that team back in the day. He always tells me that, so he was able to see it. So, um, yeah, it, hopefully they do win it. I know the, the Rocket fans, you know, they, they like the regular season hardware stuff, but – uh, they want to. They want at least get to the big dance. See Toledo name get called, and possibly if Toledo gets in the big dance, they, they possibly could do well. And I, you know, like I tell them, I tell people, I'm a little. I'm not surprised, but I am surprised that the Rockets have gone, done this well, considering that they lost basically an NBA prospect in Ryan Collins. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing, kind of when when you have a core group when. Kind of that knows the system can kind of rally together. I don't want to say there are no superstars because they're all talented in their own right. But when you have a group that plays together, they can go far. You know, there's no I in team, you know, kind of. But yeah, I, I think this, 
yeah, this group is special. Yes, losing Hollins is rough, but I'm thinking about Gray J, like him elevating his game to you know conference player of the year. Well, some people thought that he seen that coming in, but some people think he got slighted. Like I don't think he got all. He didn't get any preseason first teams. I don't know what he did last year, but I know some people said it was a crime that he didn't get at least first team preseason first team for the the MAC. But he made up for it getting player of the year. Um, but yeah, he's had a really great season and a transfer too. Yeah, and that's one of the things that you don't. You never know with transfers. It's kind of. No, they do. They're coming again. They do. The the UT does. They know what they're doing with their transfers. He's been – actually, if you really think about it, during our time here, Coles Kowalczyk was kind of ahead of his time. I mean, you got to remember, you know, Justin Drummond, you know, coming in as a transfer. Uh, Steve Taylor coming in as a transfer. So he was already doing the the transfer thing before it it really got popular, especially got popular after COVID. Now, you got to remember, too – the, the, you know, he brought over transfers with him from Green Bay back in those times. You got to sit out. Now, you know, you get a transfer, they don't have to sit out right now. Yeah. You kind of you play, right, play right away, you know, barring injury or anything. Right. Yeah, and having that extra, co- that extra COVID year also helps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah this, this is the magical year for Rocket Basketball. Yeah. Anything yeah. to wrap up with? Um. Yeah, hope, hopefully the Rockets can go dancing on both the men and women's side. That'll be a great day. We are already the only Power Five to have football, men's and women's um, Power Five conference championships. Or group, group of five. five. Yeah, what to say? It's and nothing the, Power Five. Well, I mean, we, we should be Power Five school, but you know, Big Ten won't let us in because yeah, because all know. I mean, so, yeah. After you got shellacked by Ohio State, you think they want to put us in? If, if they can bring in Rutgers and just for the New York market, they can bring us in mm. with our North, Northwest Ohio. You know, it's either, I mean, granted, we steal from the Detroit market a little bit, even though, you know. I, I think maybe a conference they could look at is maybe the American Athletic or something like that. I don't know if I could say that. You know, it could be a Power Five conference or something. Maybe uh, for, for basketball, you know, a high major transition. Not Power Five, obviously. Obviously, you'll never be, I think, a Power Five. But if you can get to something where a conference to where you play schools with a little bit more money and more athleticism than the MAC, that could be a possibility. But no, I don't see that happening, though. So you're saying take the UMass route and, you know, go independent for football and then. No, um, no, you can stay in the MAC. I mean, it's a good fit. It geographically fits. It's historical, and and really, realistically, sorry that you can money wise, you're fitting there. Um, now, obviously, with football, you know, you're 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 kind of the more the the the. the the big fish in a small pond with football, considering that where if you went to maybe one of the, like the conference USA or the American athletic might be a little bit more difficult for you. So, I mean, I guess it is what it is. Um, but you know, some people are thinking that the way all these TV contracts are going, is going to be the haves and the have nots. And eventually it might just go from, 
you know, the guys, the teams that are in the group of five might just go from the FBS to the FCS. And just kind of create a super, right, a super non-power five conference. Exactly, or you know, basically because it could get regional. I mean, think about it: UCLA and USC will be joining the Big Ten. That'll be strange. Yeah, it's like yeah, aside from money, even some of the power there. five schools are being made look like mid majors. So that that you think about that. That is that's happening. You know, like with the Pac twelve. You know, there's. Not a lot of people want some of those Pac-12 teams, unfortunately, because they don't really bring in a big media market or anything like that. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's one of those things where, yeah, like you said, time will tell. But um, fingers crossed. Hopefully, that we're able to you know, still be competitive. Either way, as long as the Rockets are dancing. As long as the Rockets are taking butt, taking names, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, you always will be happy. And it looks like um, the game is about to wind down here. And uh, it looks like Bowling Green and Toledo women will be playing each other. Here we go again. <laughs> Good it's time bad. for all the marbles. Right. All right, well, like I said, it looks like the the Rocket women will be probably possibly playing Bowling Green in the championship. Man, I don't know if I've ever – I don't think I've ever – I don't know if that's ever happened. I would have to look – actually, let me look that up real quick before we get on out of here. Um, Here on 88.3 WHUT to see the MAC tournament for women results. Um, women. Let's see if it. In terms of the finals, women's basketball. Yeah, as far as getting to the yeah. finals. Yeah. So the last time BG and Toledo met in the final, it was 2010. The women. We BG won 62-53. Not in 2010. I don't remember. Oh, yes, they did. Yeah. Yes, they did. And then that in that 2010, um, they went lost to Michigan in the WNIT second round. And you're right, Bowling mm-hmm. Green just clinched, so they'll now be playing Toledo. Which last week it was epic. A week earlier, Rockets were pretty much down by 17, I believe, after the first half, and ended up coming back and winning. I think they outscored them like 42 to 15 <laughs> in the second half. Yeah, I, I think Coach Collip is going to be like, look, they know us, we know them, play our game, Let, let's get this gold. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's the third team and it's rivalry. You know, it's going to be it's going to be rocking in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. This is one of the times where like having the conference tournament in Toledo that'd be great. Just put them in the Huntington Center. Just move everyone. That's what you right there. We, we talked about that, but yeah. I mean, it, it has to be in Cleveland. It's already set up that way. And like I said, congratulations to Bowling Green. Like I said, they didn't have Lexi Fleming, and they kind of struggled last season. Um, but yeah, let's see what you were, if you were right. Here. Toledo and Kent State played a nine. Look at this. Toledo won three in a row. Actually, Bowling Green and Toledo played in 1994 in the championship. 
And I believe you're right. The last time was Bowling Green, Toledo, Lauren Prohaska. Man, that brings back a, a, that, those were some good PG teams back then. They won 62-53 against Toledo, which I don't believe Toledo thought they were. People didn't expect it was one year away from that. Yeah. And then that's when and then Bowling Green was back-to-back years. But that was also the year they thought it was going to be another Bowling Green-Toledo rematch. And Toledo ended up getting upset by Eastern Michigan. So, yes, it has happened before where Toledo and Bowling Green have played in the championship, which is in 2010, also in 1994, also in 1989. Bowling Green won that. And I believe, and it was the first one was in 1982, I believe... In those matchups in 89, 94, and 2010, 2010, Bowling Green has won it. So they're 3-0 three, they're three historically against Toledo. And the, and the Rockets had never topped 63 points in any of those three matchups. Yeah, that is, that, that is, that is crazy, actually. And, and, and Bowling Green has won three in a row from 05 to 07. Uh, I believe that 06 team ended up going to the Sweet 16 back in the day. Wow. Yeah, hopefully the Rockets don't get put 90 on us like in 89 because that, that's not going to go well. <laughs> um, oh. Different era, but yeah. Oh, yeah, the Rockets just break the curse. Three, three is enough. Right, right. All right. Well, David, take a quick commercial break. Coming up next, talk a little. Get into. I guess we were still talking about basketball. You want to talk about the old guard? Yeah, with with the retiring of Jim Beheim after forty seven long years, is it time for the old guard to just retire in mass, or is there still a little bit of life left in the tank for those old geezers? Yeah, I don't know if you call them old geezers, though, but we'll take a quick commercial break. You listen in to 88.3 WXUT. Uh, when we return, will coaching is the coaching landscape It's pretty much kind of changed. We'll talk about that more here on 88.3 WXUT. If you missed the show that's usually live between 11.30 and 2, you can always check out the segments on SoundCloud, and iTunes, WXUT's After Further Review with a Picture of Frank Bashing in the Horse's Head. In return, talk a little bit about changes. 88.3 WXUT's After Further Review, Changes of the Old Guard. Mm-hmm. 